And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. And thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England, always making us sound so good. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is I. I am the super producer. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts. He is Justin Juice Cannon. Boom. Boom, baby. Juice, this week we welcome on to the podcast a man that brings the boom because he is Max Smashmaster, a man who is a trainer and co-owner over at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, a man who owns his own wrestling business with Rad Pro Wrestling, and a man that recently threw you around a wrestling ring. Yeah, or to be more specific, he threw me out of one. The drill was to do it on your own, but um, I was going to have trouble to just flip yourself over back and uh, support all that weight. Uh, I mean, the rope could support the right weight. It was more so me <laughs> being over the kind of flip over and do a handstand. He did give me a little assistance because the first time I just didn't do it. And he just gave me that look of just disappointment. So I went back in the line and I tried it again and he helped me this time and I did it. And then and I did it a third time too. But the guy doing the ring out does 99% of the work. Yeah, he threw me out of a ring. That look of disappointment turned to a look of happiness that I stuck with it. And I didn't just quit. So boom, great trainer, great dude, Smash Master, you're the best. Smash Master is the best. And we do not want to hold you back from this interview any longer. So ladies and gentlemen, here is Max Smash Master. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I am Juice, joined by my co-host, Bill. This is Top of the Cage Podcast. This is another interview, and this week we have someone that we've both been waiting to talk to since the very beginning. Chaotic Wrestling and New England Pro Wrestling Academy. A lot of our interviews come from people that come from there. So this week we have... Pro wrestler, pro wrestler trainer, pro wrestling owner. Uh, you don't own pro wrestling. You own. I am the owner of all pro wrestling. You're right. <laughs> Is Max Mashmaster himself? How you doing tonight, man? Tired, old. What else? What other superlatives can I give myself? Yeah, I feel. I mean, I'm feel good. Very excited. How are you guys doing? Good, but tired. <laughs> yeah. How you feeling? Tired. How's the back feeling? Uh, the back actually doesn't feel as bad after you, uh, you cracked my back a little bit. Yeah, you gave I me did. a little chiropractic. I threw your um, ass over the top rope, too. Yeah, yeah, you had to throw you me said over, you, literally. You couldn't. Oh, I can't. I can't do it. I said, nope, fuck you. You're going. Hey, I, I went back in line. I didn't. I, didn't I, I know. I, I was proud of you. Back. I was very proud of you. you didn't for give uh, up. background for people listening. You're um, a regular John Cena. Never give up. <laughs> 
<laughs> never give up. I'll be, maybe if I actually stick with it, get in better shape, get back in the ring, I'll just steal his gimmick. <laughs> yeah, easy, right? Can't, can't be that hard. No, no, yeah. it's not, not at all. Just get in <laughs> shredded shape and be on top of the business for 18 years, you know? Easy. Yeah, I can do it in my sleep. That's the only place you're going to be doing it because it's going to be in your dreams. Sorry. <laughs> I'm an asshole too. Sorry. No, I mean, <laughs> someone had to say it. Someone Have we even said my name? Back in a place. I'm Max Smashmaster. I did. I did say your, okay, I okay. did say your name. <laughs> Background for people that are a little confused. New England Pro Wrestling Academy, which Scott co-owns. They do a great thing, a fantasy camp. The give people a chance to live out the dreams or see if for guys like me that just uh, want to go in the ring at least once to see what's like, they can do that. Or maybe you just want to see what's like, cause you actually want to train cause you're in better shape than me. And you, you know, you can do it. And you know, you can take these repeated bumps and you can uh, not be sore for days after. Hey, Either listen, way- my, my first, I, I was 16 when I did my first fantasy camp and, uh, and ours was three days long. So it was a Friday for four hours, a Saturday for eight hours, and then a Sunday for four hours. And uh, on Sunday morning, I couldn't even take a shit. Everything hurt. So I swear to God on my life, it's not just like a joke, like being a 16 year old and being like, I can't, I can't physically push, you know, like I was dying. And then still to go in for it, it was brutal. It was brutal. But your body, becomes acclimated to it and uh yeah 19 years later i still feel miserable but <laughs> i keep going back yeah i can't imagine a 3d camp uh where where was it because i know it probably wasn't no it wasn't at uh so i didn't train at chaotic training center i trained at top rope pro wrestling academy which was in uh manchester uh, head trainer Steve Bradley sadly passed away in 2008, and I, uh, I started in 2004 up there. So that's interesting. I, I thought you would have been one of Kowalski's students. No, not that old, but I mean, there was like a handful of times that I'd see Kowalski, but I was never, I was never a full time like CTC student. So I never, uh, yeah, I never got got to be his student. But yeah, I was definitely a, a Steve Bradley student, old WFA wrestler from the early 2000s and and of course you are somebody that's approaching and i mean at this point like you said well over that 20 year career and of course you know you've gone through various gimmicks you've never been just max smash master i mean you know we've seen you as sebastian reese the shane so what has experience working under those different gimmicks kind of taught you and bring into the training world for these new professional wrestlers it's a good question because I don't think there's a character I've done that has been me turned up to 11. You know what I mean? And that's such like a cliche, like, yeah, it works for some people, but it doesn't work for everyone. And obviously there are some people like Stone Cold who says that a lot. It's like, yeah, but Stone Cold, you're charismatic. Like the rock is like the fucking rock, you know, like them turned up to 11 is just the best when some people are just boring and then when you turn boring up to 11 it's just like accentuated boring yeah right so so it's good to 
sometimes have a character given to you or a, a character that is uh you know something out of your norm to bring your bring you out of your shell so i i like that uh, the shane was a metrosexual gimmick when that you know kind of term was hot in 2004 2005 and then uh sebastian reese was really just nothing it was just a name like i didn't know what i was i was just wrestling right i was just a big guy and then i went to chikara and i i got handed the, the gimmick of max smash master which is a terrible name it's, it's a horrible name but it, it was meant to be horrible right uh so uh elevator pitch like max smash master was accidentally transported from a different time to the modern day and he was just a ripoff you know lod wrestler from the territories right like bad name like goofy gimmick but the way to make that work is just to play it so straight right if you tell people it's goofy then it's goofy right but if you make the promise to them that you're always going to play it straight in this character like then it's it it, it will work so yeah all those gimmicks kind of add up to my thought process in wrestling is either you're charismatic or you find a way to be charismatic and you touched a little bit on your work in Chikar, and that is something that I definitely wanted to talk about because, you know, looking back at your match history, you've had matches with some people that we're seeing now on television, you know, mm -hmm. guys like Orange Cassidy, Ray Fenix, uh, Tracy Williams, even Kimberly Lee too. So I kind of wanted to touch a little bit on your experience working with Chikara and especially during a time where, you know, they were, they were pretty hot during the time that you were working with them. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely am at the point in my life where like, Oh man, fuck. I used to be over. Like, you know, like we, we were, we were hot. We were, we were running. Uh, I would, I would absolutely say we were number four in, in the country. Like it was WWE impact ROH, then Chikara. And it, it, it was the, it was the fucking best. We had a great roster of dudes who worked hard and obviously made it, you know, from any, anyone from, like you said, uh, those names, I won't drop anymore, but just being able to be around them, work with them, hang with them, have fun, and then see them all succeed. It's, it's the fucking best. And we were drawing houses everywhere we went. You know, uh, I think like the minimum in the first few years I was there was like 400, 500 people. And the highest was 1,500, 2,000, like at WrestleCon. Like we're like doing really good numbers for a mom and pop shop. It felt like there was, there was just a few of us putting it together and drawing. I don't really want to pull the curtain too far back here, but shit. tell me everything. <laughs> I, my my everything. question was just about, um, you know, obviously you now working, doing uh, some owning of promotions, working with yep. you know, owning wrestling schools. Were you involved with any of development with guys there or, you know, even the booking or any of the back end stuff with Chikara? No. So Chikara was, was owned by, Mike Quackenbush and he was the creative force behind it you know his ideas were his ideas and now even I've been a, what a promoter for six weeks at this point I I can totally understand why it's you want to just do everything yourself like I have a business partner Brian Malonis he's great but the creative like I run it through a few people if I have an idea that I'm like eh, not sure about and I haven't had an idea be a success yet too so 
we'll see if any of this fucking works because I'm doing the weirdest, wackiest thing that I possibly could imagine, right? But in Chikara, I didn't know. Obviously, there was times when you'd, you'd pitch something and never hear anything about it, which is totally fine. If it's not in the cards, it's not in the cards. And I think that's a problem young wrestlers have, which is just like our mindset. Being a creative person is like, oh, this this looks and feels so cool in my head. But if it doesn't play to the bigger picture, then it doesn't make the cut. But then again, there were times when the sheet would have a little bit less and it's like, come up with a creative finish. These are the story beats, go. And at that point, if you can shine, like, you can go and you can build something out that works and gets a reaction. So, you know, those were the little bits of, I'd say booking, but everything was booked for us. We're just delivering the story, however we wanted to. And to have that trust definitely felt good. Well, you're talking, you brought up uh, your promotion. Now you're just getting into the promoting game. Yeah. Uh, Rad pro. Can you tell us a little about rad pro and what makes it very different than any other promotion? Cause I mean, you just look at the card and every wrestler's it's a gimmick inside a gimmick. And it's really, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Did you guys get tickets? No, oh. cause they're selling like hotcakes. They're already they're sold, sold out. out. That's why they're sold out, baby. So you're going to only way you're going to be able to see it is uh, after the fact, but yeah. Um, so rad pro, my mindset is uh, I wanted to give something else to our students. Our students have chaotic so I'm not going to go out there and put on like chaotic two or chaotic light or, you know, like diet chaotic. Like, no, why the fuck would I do that? That cannibalizes if, if anything works, right? Like it takes tickets away from chaotic. He's my business partner. I'm not going to do that. And then I'm also not going to do what other people are doing because I'm not, I'm never going to have the time to do what they do at beyond better than what they do at beyond and wrestling open. Like I don't have that time. I'm not going to do what Randy does up in limitless. I, that's just not one, my vision. He does fucking awesome. Why am I going to do piss poor limitless? You know, like I don't want to put out something that's lesser than someone else who's already doing something fucking awesome. Right. So what do I know how to do? I know how to create characters. I know how to build stories uh, I love 90s, like, Saturday morning cartoon wrestling. Like, I love Chikara. Chikara, to some people, is a dirty word. It's not to me. Like, we did fucking awesome stuff with awesome people and awesome talent and awesome characters with fucking awesome stories that people gave a shit about. Like, okay, let me just try to steal a little bit of that add my own spice to it and like put something out that nobody's doing. And the only place to see our characters is in rad pro. So we do get in this like pigeonhole of, okay, you guys will see Becca at chaotic, but you can see her at limitless and you can see her at wrestling open. And there might be like a little difference to the character, but it's still Becca, right? Okay let's make her something completely different. Do I think Becca's awesome? Yes. I trained her. Like, of course I do, but I want to see her in a different light. I want to see her do something different. Uh, I don't think Becca's going to be with us for much longer on the Indies. Uh, so like, Hey, maybe if she goes up 
wherever and they ask her to do something new like at least she has one rep of going out there and just doing something that's completely outside of her comfort zone cool that that's one thing for her shannon love shannon she's the star of nepla right now like she kicks ass she shows up all the time she works her ass off but she's just shannon right and i don't mean that as like a negative but she just she's uses her regular name she pretty much acts like herself great it works for chaotic absolutely but what if i give her an extremely difficult character to portray you know it's not going to get harder than this character and if she can pull it off then great she's better for it and and i have a story in mind and if the story comes out it'll be fucking awesome it'll be something different it'll just be you know a whole nother rep that they can get we're not the best school in a one of the best schools in America and definitely the best school in in New England because we you know crowd our students or pigeonhole them we're hopefully if Brad pros a success cuz I'm not going to come out here and say it already is cuz I mean we sold out the show but we haven't put on the show so if for some reason Rad Pro succeeds fucking awesome and now we have a school that produces two very different types of wrestling with students that can go to one and go to the other and get two different educations from these shows. And just another step, just another step above, because a lot of places just do one, you know, one uh, type of show. That's fine. That's what most wrestling schools do. But if we do two and I do mine, you know, six times a year chaotic runs as often as they do that's just so much more work for the students and more reps to get better so that's my thought process behind rad pro and i think that's a great thought process behind it because the variety is the spice of life and one thing we talk about a lot on this podcast is just how many different types of wrestling there are out there and how there's literally something for every wrestling fan yeah and i know for both juice and i we love character work in wrestling. Like for me, I grew up watching like the 2000, like the late 2000s into the 2010s Undertaker. So like, I loved that version of the dead man. Like that is a character I like go right to. I love the spooky, wacky out there characters now purely because of that. And that's one thing that I'm excited to see about Rad Pro. It just seems like everybody's going to go out there and just to have a fucking fun. And yep. I hope that's like part of your vision is just to go out there and have fun too. Yeah, and I, I don't want it to come across as like this is like a big comedy show because I, I don't, like I said before, is like if you take these wacky fucking gimmicks and you just play them straight, then then you are just them, right? Like no one will laugh at them unless you laugh at them. So play these characters straight and have as much fun as possible. And in the end, the, the product will speak for itself, hopefully. I, I'm just I'm excited about it. I, I know a lot of the guys who are coming in, guys and girls, are, are excited about it, and to do something different and new and like, literally step out of their comfort zone. And if the first one's a success, which by all means it looks like it will be, uh, we do have a second date already set. I'm not going to announce it just yet, but there is a second date, and uh, it'll be. In a slightly bigger venue, it'll be outdoors where we are now. So maybe we can grow, sell some more tickets. And when we do, then the next one and so on and so forth. But we got to get there first. That's true. And I hope that at that point, we can also get tickets because we were just too slow. Too slow. You <laughs> slept on us. 
I see how it is. That we did. And of course, the, the card is great too. And I just wanted to ask if there is one match from the card that you're specifically looking forward to. So, I mean, I put it together. I put together six matches. There is a bonus match as well. But I didn't want to promote the bonus match because I didn't want to. There's a reason why. But just know it's a it's a Killer Kowalski School of Professional Wrestling bonus match. I haven't announced that yet, but you guys will get it. So there, yeah, it's presented by Killer Kowalski School of Professional Wrestling, which I just so happen to own that name, um, <laughs> which is also something I thought of two weeks ago. I was like, oh, Chase and I own that fucking name. Like we own that that name. That doesn't make any sense to me, but we do. So yeah, we'll put on a little bonus match there. But man, all six of them are something that I have thought about, talked about. Obviously, I'm I'm excited to team with my old tag team partner who I haven't wrestled with since December of 2005. My brother at arms, like literally the only man I've ever loved. You know, Blaster McMassive, just known as Blaster now, with no no vowels but he has a Z in his name because we're from the nineties. If I had to give you one, I guess you want an answer. I'll go the main event because why, why wouldn't it be? It's uh Stefan King, the Sultan of Sass, Stefan King, man, what a baby face. People love Stefan King. He's like almost like Hulk Hogan, if you will. Right. He's almost like Hulk Hogan. Versus Dongolem, Dongolem, the patriarch of the pear tree, Dongolem. He's a sculptor. And uh, for people who have no idea what I'm talking about, it's Armani Chaos versus Aaron Rourke, uh, which kind of brings us to a- another thing is like, you know, these wrestlers are good wrestlers. So it's not like you're hearing these names, never seen these people. Like, you know who these people are, you know they can go. So now you're just seeing them in a different light, but you're not walking into something blind and ending up with, you know, some dog shit show, hopefully. And I have to ask too, these are such outrageous gimmicks. And I know we've talked to some NEPA students before. Are, are these like straight from the box of gimmicks or are they of your own creation? Tell me what they've said about the box of gimmicks. Forgive me. I have not listened to your podcast. No, but. that is, that is okay. We've heard that it's interesting. We've heard um, somebody say something about a, I forget if there was like a fire fire gimmick. I don't remember exactly what it was, but box of gimmicks is literally like, I'll go take a poop at work and like (laughs) just write down 20 gimmicks. And honestly, it's usually an animal and an occupation. I just put them together like dog astronaut, (laughs) right? Have fun fucking doing that. Right. Like, you know, basically what it is, but these have a little bit more thought because I do have to put them in a real wrestling context. Like, how does this sculptor work? What does he do? What's his end game? What's, you know, the name, the voice, like all those things are, are stuff that comes from my mind and then puts it out there. But some of them I've been thinking about for years. There's one story. If I pull it off, I, I thought about it in like 2002. So if it works, I will have fulfilled my childhood dream. The boyhood dream will come true. I can't tell you what the story is, though. We'll just wait just and wait. find out. It happens in three of... years from now, just so you know. So it's <laughs> a fucking long build. We'll be waiting in three years. Yeah, you'll so, know. Uh, I mean, we, we talk about the creation of the gimmicks, but how about 
one of my favorite things about 80s and 90s wrestling which i wish like we get now or even when i was a kid watching wrestling in 2000s names uh these are some wild names what's the thought process of creating these names and what goes into that some wrestlers uh we went back and forth some just directly got it from me a lot of students just got it from me which i personally think is is a good thing because uh it, it forces them to think rather than like oh i'll just be this i'll just be my name or i'll be like a normal name with like a weird last name you know like brian fury or something you know so like <laughs> you know it's like what is that and that that's something i ask the students all the time it's like well what the fuck does it mean what's so furious about brian obviously brian fury is not one of my students but but you know what i'm saying like you've got to have something to it a character is a character because it has traits not a character is a character because you made up a fucking weird name so all these characters have traits and some people who i trust a little bit more not saying i don't trust my students but they're young and they're green so why not help them it aids the show but someone like a city bacabella who uh maybe maybe he's the other man i've ever loved so there's two maybe three i don't need to go to him and lay out a character for him i know i can say okay what do you think the name's gonna be this this and that we went back and forth there were some that we liked there were some that we didn't like he, he was gonna be lonzo montgomery for a minute i don't know what that was it was just a funny name uh i ended up using a montgomery for a different character leaf montgomery uh, and then he was going to be uh, Royal Albert Hall, a British character. But I wasn't really feeling that. It doesn't fit into what I was doing. Like, okay, so we're, what about like a computer geek? Okay, yeah, that, that could work. That's very different. And he's excited to do something different. He's been doing Sydney for 11 years now, 12 years. So, you know, it's been a long time. So it's like, uh, okay, what, what's the name going to be? Walter, no. How about Wally? Okay, and I, I was like, how about Wally Dingus? You know, which is like a, just a penis joke. But he's like, ah, it sounds too much like that. So I was like, uh, or he came up with. He said Wally Dangus, and he's like, final answer. I was like, okay. So the second I put out Wally Dangus, like just as a name on a fucking card, people go crazy about it. They, 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 they don't know what to think. Like what is wally dangus and it, it's the stupidest fucking name and when you guys do come to the show i need you to promise me that you're not going to mention to wally the time he got electrocuted okay please don't mention it to wally he's very sensitive about it but yeah wally was electrocuted it's very sad he's a computer geek and and he he developed a, a bit of software uh he he developed the wally intellect network and basically he he helps program the mind of angelo intellect to not he angelo intellect's not a fucking android but you know he he works with him to to think of different ways and they put these through his his uh, uh it's uh, what is it windows 2 windows 3.0 it's early so he puts it through it's still an ms dos um he puts all the stuff in and it kind of comes out with a game plan for him and angelo intellect who's played by um, Channing Thomas. So, so yeah, the, 
they're going to do that. There, there may be some some hijinks and shenanigans with them, but Wally's a very weird looking character, very very odd looking person. And I could go on and on. See, like those are the things We're, we go deep. We we think of a mental backstory. We we think of a the voice for the character, the look for the character, and off to the races. Let's see if this works. Let's see if we can get this over, and we'll see if it does. You must have had so much fun with this. I have never been more tired in my life, like mentally tired. So if there was a long stint in my life where I taught at a college level and I would come home very mentally exhausted, it does not compare to promoting and building characters for fucking eight weeks straight. So, trust me, it's it's very mentally taxing, but I'm loving it. I, I think it's the most fun thing ever and there's characters coming on show two i think five characters coming on show two that are already planned out i know i have two two tag teams two tag teams that are coming i have two more female wrestlers and yeah so two tag teams two female wrestlers and one more singles male wrestler but that's not the end of it there's more just constantly going i want to build up a cachet so like if i need someone here or there you know then i can just bring them in and like you said there's going to be a storyline that's going to pay off in three years so <laughs> who knows what's going to happen Multiple. like <laughs> yeah if it works out god willing I have, I have a few fucking bangers i think in my head at least so. <laughs> Well, on the topic of bangers, Scott, uh, as we approach the end of the interview here, we ask one final question to our guests, and it's the most cliche question in the world, honestly. What's my favorite like... match? No. Oh. Less cliche than that, I guess. Okay. But Close, but no. It's close, yeah. It's your dream match, and it can be any era of wrestler, you know, the venue, your choice, the stipulation of the match, your choice. It can be a tag team ladder match triple threat whatever you want it's your dream we don't tell you how to live it oh good question you know it's it's difficult because there's so many that that i think i would love to have but so many that are so out of out of reach but if i'm gonna go i think tag team wrestling is my favorite so i would bring my my tag team partner into it i would go the devastation corporation versus Probably the 1991 Rockers, just like coked out of their fucking gourds, like, you know, just out of control, high as fuck Rockers. That's that's what I'm thinking, because they were the shit. (laughs) They were fucking awesome. Have you ever seen Royal Rumble with the Rockers versus the Orient Express? I think it was 91 or 92. Holy shit. What a match right like that's what i'm thinking that's good stuff so i still get Shawn michaels which is like the dream pretty much should be for everyone i don't think like i could i could probably let me rephrase that i don't think bret hart could have a good match with me because i would fuck it up not him in any way but like if that was a singles it would probably be bret hart but if it was a tag team it would be that is that a good answer you guys know what I'm talking about. It's not like it's we, a fucking we like do. Uh, like we not like I shouldn't be talking about this. Everyone knows that. No, that's that's our first rockers. That's our first rockers. I mean, it's yeah. not our first Sean, but it is our first rockers. Yeah. 
yeah, the Rockers. That is, I mean, what, what else am I going to say? Yeah, it's definitely the yeah. first time Janetti's represented, which I think this is the only context that he would be. Man, he was he was such a, a bit of spice with well, he's probably smoking spice, but it was you know, just a little bit of extra spice on on Michaels. It was the fucking oh man, so good. Those dudes were so good. Their AWA stuff was fantastic. Uh with Doug Summers and Buddy Rose, like, oh, just beautiful shit. And uh we're big bastards and they could you know bounce off us and fuck us up and i don't know it'd just be great it'd be awesome easy day in the office working with you guys that's for sure yeah i mean i don't i don't bump so <laughs> fuck that i don't think many of those guys back in the 90s bumped either <laughs> those big <laughs> that guys ring was hard as fuck why would they i don't blame them well, Scott, with the last few minutes of our show here, we always like to let our guests plug and promote whatever they have going on, be it appearances coming up, merchandise, social media, different things like that. So uh, after you finish your big yawn, the floor is yours. Huge yawn. I'm exhausted, like I said. Yeah, I mean, I have so many Twitters and, and Instagrams and Facebooks, so I'll rattle them off really quick. If you are looking to train and be a professional wrestler and you're in the New England area, anyone of the six states in New England, and you want to train to be a professional wrestler, there is only one place. It's the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. You can find us on the internet at NE, those are the letters, NE, prowrestling.com. You can sign up for a free meeting. You can tour the school. You can even watch a class for free. If you want to find us on social media, it's at NE Pro Wrestling uh, on Twitter, uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy on Facebook. And I'm doing my best because I had to make a new Instagram. So I think it's just any pro wrestling on Instagram. Uh, no, any pro wrestling Academy. Cause you can add extra letters on Instagram. So any pro wrestling Academy on Instagram, uh, don't follow me as my real name. I will just block you. I have a family. And if you try to follow me, you're a fucking weirdo rad pro wrestling. You can find rad pro wrestling on Facebook, rad pro wrestling. You can find rad pro wrestling on the internet, radprowrestling.com. You can find us on Instagram as well. Rad pro wrestling, but on Twitter, I fucked up the first one and it got banned immediately because my old Twitter got banned. So rad pro wrestling does not exist on Twitter. It's rad pro wrestle, R-A-S-S-L-E, R-A-S-S-L-E. So that's what it is on Twitter really sad bummed me out that i couldn't just get a nice streamlined one but maybe one day when i have 13 minutes to figure it out so yeah and then max Smashmaster, no twitter got banned i said i was gonna bomb someone i meant power bomb what a fucking disaster how many times do i have to explain to these people at twitter like i meant power bomb it oh you're a terrorist it's like i'm not i said fucking power bomb it's fucking fake wrestling move so yeah, Max Smashmaster on Instagram. Um, there is no Max Smashmaster Facebook because I converted it over to Rad Pro Wrestling. And unfortunately, you cannot watch Rad Pro Wrestling live on March 18th. But you can follow along on all social media. And maybe, just maybe a week to two weeks after, you'll be able to see it on a very well-known streaming wrestling, uh, streaming independent wrestling network. TV, IW. We do have a second date that is booked. I am in the process of getting everyone ready. I'm in the process of getting a poster, etc. But 
No news on that now. Stay tuned to RadProWrestling.com. I filled like five minutes with that. That was beautiful. That was the longest one we've ever had. You have a lot of shit to put over, but yeah, hey, that's what we're here for, to help you get your shit over. I got two businesses. I got a full-time job. I got two kids and a wife. You ain't got to be more busy than me. <laughs> well, Scott, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule and joining us tonight. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. This was fun and fast. And that was our interview with Max Smashmaster. That's one of my favorites, if not my favorite. I mean, Bill already said it in the interview that characters are one of our favorite things, if not our favorite part of wrestling. And obviously it means a lot to him. And hearing him talk about all the characters is awesome. So many interesting characters to look forward to with Rad Pro. We're not going to say anything else about that. But it's going to be fun. I can't wait to really see this thing get off the ground and see what Scott does. He's obviously very passionate about it, putting a lot of time and work in creating these characters and storylines. I'm so excited. I think this is going to turn out to be my favorite indie promotion because there's nothing like this. And that's not me just hyping it up. Like, I'm serious. Like, name a promotion with these types of names. These types of storylines are so character centric indie wrestling is more about developing the in-ring talent i think this is going to be a good complement to chaotic because the nepa students are heavily involved in both and i think scott also scott max whatever you want to call him uh, really is going to bring such great fire and desire into this and you could just hear him talking about how excited he was and even talking off air like you said we we're sworn to secrecy on some things but He's just almost like giddy about it. You know, he, he seems like he's just having a great time doing it. And they always say, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. And he is one of the hardest working guys. We know one of the greatest minds for the business that we've talked to on this show. And it was an absolute pleasure to have him on. And I truly can't wait for our next conversation. But if you are a listener of this show, you can stay in the conversation with us on social media. Of course, you can check out all the social media and links that Max listed because there was like 17 of them. But for us, Juice, where can the people find us? You go on Twitter, type uh, cap, you get your caps lock on first, and then you type T O T C underscore, and you capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. And then you go to the Instagram, you type T-O-T-C underscore P-O-D, all that's lowercase. Yes, and as we come crashing down to the map on this episode of Top of the Cage, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And if you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify and you do not leave us a five-star review, that means that you specifically you that person at leaving us that five-star review will not get five-star content and that is just a fact fact and again thank you all so much for tuning in and we will catch you next time <laughs>